0: Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where if the French can't win, no one will. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week, we are covering part two of our coverage of Tom Hooper's glorious adaptation of Les Miserables. Ah. Uh. Victor Hugo, Claude Michel Chambert, Alain Bobille. <laughs> you love saying the French names, uh, yes, absolutely. Obviously, guys, um, we're not going to play a trailer this week, but we just—you wanna... heard it, you heard it in the last episode. You heard it. If you have not gone back and listened to part one yet, this will make zero sense. You're going to have to go listen to part two, guys. Sorry, it's a yeah. whole novel. It is a it whole novel. It is a novel. literal novel. It's like... a tome. And don't forget, folks, if yet you have not gone and followed us on Twitter at KicknStream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. Please do that. Please go follow us on Twitter. Again, for as long as it's standing. Well, you know, Elon's gone. Is he? I don't know. He, Ross. He, yeah, yeah. He, well, he's well, he's no longer gonna be CEO. He probably still owns it. But I, like I trust nothing that man says. Anyway, but like, yeah, for the meantime, go follow us on that until it burns down in a fire. You can also write the show at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's this holiday season. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet. Folks want everyone to come and join our little watch party. Rate, review, retweet. That's spelled (laughs) E-L-O-N-M-U-S-K. (laughs) I-S-A-C-U-N-T. Absolutely not. He is. I know. Sorry. You're right. The czar of Twitter. And guys, you know, there's never been a better time to give us your money. Merry (laughs) Christmas, everybody. Um, Merry Christmas. I hope y'all had wonderful holiday seasons. You need to go on and check over the Patreon. Mm -hmm. Guys, for just $5 a month, you're getting access to all of our long-form coverage, all of our television coverage. We're doing, you know, a little shoot-the-shit with Carrie and Ross, maybe some criticism. Who knows? Maybe couple of reviews or two, but guys, you can get access to all bajillion episodes of The Haunting of Hill House and John Adams over there right now. You're guaranteed two posts a month, and guys, if you want access to all of our main feed goodness, you go on over and check out our Podbean page. There you can get a custom RSS link and listen to any player of your choosing. But guys... Last time <laughs> on Kicking and Streaming. Oh yeah, you've got to give us a big previously on. In part one, you know, we covered the first half, you know, of the Lay story. Not obviously. the first half, but... Yeah, no, no, yeah. We stopped short of the act one finale as far as the show goes because there's so much act two, yeah. you know, and there's already been so much act one that the ha- the halfway point kind of fell before the end of the first act, but... Especially with the incorporation of Ross's History Corner. In part one, <laughs> which begins in 1815 in France, we, we have Jean Valjean, who is a prisoner, 19 years, for stealing bread as a child, and he's been tortured and harangued by the evil uh, Inspector Javert. Oh boy. He's released as a marked man for the rest of his life, on parole forever. He tries to steal some silver from a convent he gets caught but the bishop's like no I gave him this shit and listen dude I've saved your soul for God become an honest man with this silver please. And then you know Valjean he he does a Don Draper becomes another person (laughs) he becomes the mayor of Montreal and he runs a profitable textile factory and there he encounters Fontaine who is uh, sent away from the factory because she has a child out of wedlock that she pays for Mm -hmm. who lives with a Innkeeper and his wife near Paris. And um, she dies horribly because she is destitute, forced to sell her body in all sorts of ways, which she contracts a disease and dies from. Jean Valjean, parading as Monsieur Madeleine. Oh, yeah. Says, listen, I kind of caused this. I'm going to take care of your child for the rest of her days. And then Javert almost catches him again. After all these years, he eventually escapes. And then Valjean takes Cosette away from the Thenardiers and raises her as his own. And Javert, when we last left him, was vowing to catch Valjean at all costs. Oh, boy. Because he's a star, right? Yeah. Oh, I swear by the stars. Because the stars are sentinels, silent, staring, ever watching, you know? <laughs> I hate it. Uh, yeah, I hate it. Javert ain't shit. No, and he'll get his eventually. But and the, the reason we decided to cut it off where we did is because we have our last time jump here to cover in uh, part two. All right, guys, in addition to all of the players that you got last time, you might have guessed it, but we've got some more names for you. (laughs) Yeah, because again, like he said, we've entered a whole new era, which means everybody's aged up and we've got some new faces. Indeed. So um, as the adult version of Cosette, we have a McKim meat and white porcelain tea kettle. (laughs) Oh my God. No, yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, we have Amanda Seyfried here with us, folks. This is her second kicking and streaming appearance. What was the other one I forgot? Oh, Mean Girls! Yeah, she's she's Karen. Yeah. She's Karen in Mean Girls. What? If you're from Africa, why are you white? Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> that's her. I'm, I, there's, a, <sighs> there's a 70% chance that's already raining. Obviously, guys, Mama Mia. Mama Mia, here we go again. Jennifer's Body, Dear John, Letters to Juliet, and A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh my God, she's in TED, too. <laughs> is she really? I think she might be the Mila Kunis of Ted 2. No! Yeah, I think she might be, I'm not sure. I, 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 oh my God. Don't quote me on that. Uh, she was Elizabeth Holmes in the dropout just this year. Yeah, oh and my Lord. Guys, if you would have told me that Karen from Mean Girls can sing in a beautiful soprano, I, I would have told you to get the fuck out of the way. Like, <laughs> Guys, she's so good. She's reaching tea kettle pitch. Yeah, for real. It's uh, like, and you know what? Some people are like, I don't know. Her voice annoys me. And I'm like, guys, she does a great job. As Marius Palmercy, rich boy turned revolutionary. We've got Eddie Redmayne. Oh, boy. Is this his first time? This can't be his first time. No, I think it is. Eddie, are you hot or not? <laughs> Stop! Just, just tell me. Oh I, I don't. God. I don't want it left up to me. <laughs> I, I really don't, guys. I love him in Elizabeth the Golden Age. Mm-hmm. That's like years and years ago. That's 2007. The year before this, he was he got his big break in My Week with Marilyn. Oh. Which is a movie that is a 2023 <gasps> kicking and streaming must. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. He plays Colin Clark in My Week with Marilyn. Oh my god. And who the fuck knew he could sing? Yeah, for real. And I mean, after this, his career really did take off. It L- did. Like, guys, he was... Oh my god. The Nurse mm. on Netflix. I mean, yeah, most recently, but come on now. Hold on. Stephen Hawking okay. in the Theory of everything. Whatever. And Newt's Commander and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which is not canon. Oh my god. I'm sorry, it's not canon, I'm not acknowledging it. So many problematic projects, so little time. R.I.P. Joanne Rowling, 1965 to 2019. Okay. Oh my god. Um, Guys, as the adult version of, or well, the young adult version, I guess, of Eponine, we have Samantha Barks. She was notable for doing uh, Eponine on the tour and on Broadway. I was going to say, she's done this before. She's plucked direct from the production. (laughs) Love it. Absolutely. We got to have a couple of those, right? Guys, this is like probably her biggest thing, her biggest credit to date. Uh, She is also in uh, Pretty Woman, the musical. Oh my God. And she's currently on the West End as Elsa (gasps) in Frozen. Oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Girl. I I know. Guys, as uh, the leader of the Friends of ABC, Ongera, we have, Stop. (laughs) stop with the audible gasping. I'm already heavy breathing over here. We have Broadway favorite, Broadway <laughs> golden boy, Aaron Tveit. Guys, he's done too many things on Broadway. He's, oh my god. Oh, um, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called now. Shit. No, Next to Normal. Next to Normal. Next to Normal. He's, he's famous for that. He's the lead in Next to Normal. I <sighs> think, I think he got a Tony Award. He is an amazing singer. Just listen to these theater credits. He's Garvin in Footloose. He was, he was Mark in Rent. He was Link He was D'Artagnan in The Three Musketeers, of course, Gabe Goodman in Next to Normal. He was Fierro and Wicked. He was Frank Abagnale Jr. in Catch Me If You Can. That is the most attractive theater resume I have ever ever heard. He was then Roger instead of Mark <laughs> in Rent. The range! He was John Wilkes Booth in Assassins, Robert and Company and Christian in Moulin Rouge. So. You, you have to stop. I'm I'm feeling a, some kind of way. You have to stop. I know it. I oh know it. Oh my god. He's been on Law and Order, Gossip Girl, Ugly Betty. It was Danny Zuko in Grease Live. <laughs> <laughs> He's also been in a couple ed- episodes of American Horror Stories. So. Oh my god. Which, how are you not gonna? Like. (laughs) And guys, as the tiny little revolutionary boy, Gavroche. Oh my god, no, I think it's like the younger brother of some one of the friends of the ABC or something. Oh no, something. no, that's the thing. In the book, in Victor Hugo's book, he is the Thenardier's child. He is the yeah, he's a Thenardier in the book, but in the musical they've they've broken him away from that. And before we get back to the narrative, real quick, we just gotta do a little bit of Ross's history corner here. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, because when we last saw Javert screaming into the sky.
1: This I swear by the stars.
0: So, in, by the time that we flash forward to nine years later from 1823, we are, of course, now in 1832. Good for you, Ross. Math. Um, <laughs> In 1832, shit was about to bubble over. Oh no, I feel like I'm Julia in my best friend's wedding, screaming into the phone, things are not going well! Yeah, no, not at all, not at all. Oh my god! Great and really specific callback, by the way. Um, (laughs) People are poor, people are destitute, they're sick, they're starving. To explain this one more time for you, during the time of the Sun King, the French monarchy was becoming the strongest that it ever was. And since France had so much power in Europe, there were two houses in France, the House of Bourbon and the House of Orleans. Oh, this is where we make the transition from Bourbon to... Orleans. Or Orleans, if you're French. And... (laughs) whatever. And (laughs) there was always a Bourbonist faction in monarchy and an Orleanist faction in monarchy from Louis the 14th on the Bourbons were constantly marrying the Orleans, the Orleans constantly marrying the Bourbons. And between 1823 and 1832, Louis the eighteenth is gone, Charles the Tenth has risen and is now gone. There's no more Bourbons to take the throne, and therefore the Orleanists have the greatest claim. Mm-hmm. And now we have King Louis Philippe the oh. Who is, I believe, the first Orleanist king. Of France, and throughout Paris, in, in between like 1830-1832, all of these little secret factions were popping up along the public, and the Friends of ABC is one of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. This oh, part- these student intellectuals who are going to be part of the revolution. Indeed, and the, the the this little chapter of Friends of ABC that we deal with here in the show is headquartered in this area around uh, Saint Michel. And there was a French politician. He was a former militant in the French military. His name's General Jean Lamarck. Oh, General Lamarck! General Lamarck had fought for the crown his entire life. But here in his later life, he was starting to notice. (laughs) um, Everything's awful! Everything's actually been awful this whole time. We've been in a revolution for 40 years. It's 1832. The French Revolution began in 1792. General Lamarck is like the only, like, person of privilege and authority around in this time that is looking to the poor and to the hungry and to the general populace of France and going, this shit is fucked up mm-hmm. and we need to do something about it. And that's why the friends of the ABC were rallying around General Lamarck, because he had influence. He had power. And they thought that they he was going to be their ticket in the back door to get shit changed Finally, it would not be the last thing they were wrong about. So, yes, guys, sweep over that crucifix into the sky and we arrive in 1832, nine years later in Paris. We are in the uh, arrondissement known as Saint-Michel. We visited Saint-Michel. We did. Remember that giant fountain? Yeah, right close to the Notre Dame Cathedral. Yeah, like I, I was thinking about where, where we lost the bank card yeah, in the machine. <laughs> yeah, we did. That's about where this is. <laughs> and, <laughs> which is a slum, by the way. Yeah, in the current time of this narrative. In- indeed, we see this like huge mansion, and there's this gigantic encampment out front of it with this colossal. Uh, elephant statue? I love the elephant statue. Which is the symbol of republicanism. It's definitely more inspiring in France than in America. <laughs> and here we, I, I love that we see little Gavroche poke his head out of the top of the elephant and slide down the trunk. Gavroche is just a street urchin who runs wild. All of these noble people are trying to get the fuck out, but they're being swamped by all of these air quotes. Peasants. Right. You know, the common people. Starving people. <laughs> Starving sick people. <laughs> that that damn nobleman and his wife, these all these rich people, like all these people living so lavishly when there's people outside literally dropping dead. Exactly. And he runs up to that carriage and pulls down the window.
1: I do- do, my name's Gab Walsh. These are my people, here's my patch No much to look at, nothing posh Nothing new go cool. what to scratch This is from school, my high society Here in the slums of Sandwich Michelle, We live on crumbs or bumble pie To tap on the teeth, but what the hell?
0: Gavrosh is here to tell us just how horrible everything is. This is a child, and I think it's perfect that this comes from a child's eyes. Gavrosh is kind of like, I feel like, the Cosette of Act Two. Yeah! You know what I mean? Like, representative of the next generation, like the upcoming one, and how political things that happen now will affect people their age. Gavroche rushes off and gets on the back of that carriage that's driving away and all those kids are chasing after him here's my thing, I don't know how he's singing this without uh, 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 oh no he's on the back of that carriage and like the, the texture of the road is coming through in the camera <laughs> angle and you're like how does he not like have a involuntary vibrato. vibrato this is the line been- now
1: when we fight wait for- Dead. Take your place. Take your chance. People of one. People of one.
0: When we arrive outside General Lamarck's home, and there's Angeras and Marius, oh. leaders of the ABC. It's time to talk about the hot intellectual student revolutionaries. Yes, these, these young students have taken up arms against the French monarchy. Oh, when oh. you're so young and full of piss and vinegar. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see it. And there's so much hope, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's so much hope. I don't think they've really learned yet, but... <laughs>
1: is ill and fading fast Won't going? last a week out, so they say With all the anger in the land How long before the judgement day? Before we cut the fat ones down to size and to the King! Liberty for free.
0: Lamarck is sick and on the verge of dying. And they're like, okay, y'all, don't let the cause die. I know he was our rally person, but like... Now we got to rally around ourselves. Marius, Paul Merci. The thing about Marius is that he, he does believe in the cause. He is a revolutionary, but he is a very privileged member of Parisian society. His father, his grandfather, I should say, who's been raising him, um, because his father, I believe, died in some of the Napoleonic Wars, but his grandfather thinks he's a disgrace, tells him as much. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, can you stop embarrassing our family for like five minutes, please? And yeah, his grandfather's like, no, we like the king. The king helps me keep all my money. We're monarchists. Yeah. (laughs) And here's the thing, but I understand your criticism of his... Let's say socioeconomic situation, right? But like, what is the actual level of support he receives? That's my thing. Well, that's the thing. It's like he pretends to be a vagrant. He pretends that he has nothing. He even moves, goes so far as to move out of his grandfather's lavish mansion. You know, maison. Yeah, you know, to go live in some broken down flat and pretend that he's poor. But like the thing is that later he tells Eponine, I don't take a penny I haven't earned. And so I guess it's about no, how much you believe that. No, that's the thing. He is like he—that that is what he is doing. He's decided to swear off his familial money. We got to talk about Eponine, don't we? Here's Eponine in the doorway. Eponine, she's much older than the last time we saw her. Of course, she's the Thenardier's kid, right? Yeah, the one who was privileged while Cosette grew up in servitude. Mm -hmm. She's just here to be like, hey... Hey boy I've noticed you've changed a little bit Like Oh my god The way Okay she's leaning in the doorway of his apartment His shitty mm-hmm. empty apartment And she's like
1: Hey there monsieur What's new with you Plotting to overthrow the state You're still pretending to be poor Come on I know your grandpa's rich Won't take a franc that I've not earned All of those breaches have been burned I like the way you talk, Monsieur I like the way you always tease
0: she likes the revolutionary talk, you know? Yeah. I feel like Eponine's of the opinion because the Thenardiers have fallen so far. They have. S- since we last saw them. They lost their inn. And now they're, you know, squatting wherever they can, scraping shit together. She, her life is nothing like what it was when she was young. No more pretty dollies and professionally done hair for young Eponine, you know? Oh, my God. No more pretty blue hats, you know? And she's obviously in love with Marius. No, yeah, she really Really is in love with Marius. It's palpable. And, you know, it's they just kind of have, like, a brother-sister relationship, though. Like, we're besties, you know. But she would like more. Uh, she would like more. And he's just oblivious, of course. Yeah. Fucking man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to be upfront about this right here from the start. Because we're coming upon my least favorite string of the plot. You know what I'm saying? Little he knows. I know. Little he sees. Like, use your words, Eponine. Tell him you love him or get shit or get off the pot. If I could be so callous, you know what I'm saying? It's here that Marius steps into Diagon Alley for the first time. Okay, we got to talk about this real fast. Guys, the whole set. That we will be on predominantly for the rest of the film, where the ABC Cafe is located. Yeah, this this Saint Michel region of Paris. A giant soundstage. It's Diagon Alley, guys. Guys, it's it... the Diagon Alley set from the Harry Potter film franchise. They just reused the framing of the set, right? The cafe is Gringotts. Yeah, and it's leaning to the left. <laughs> <laughs> and I pointed that out. <laughs> yes, you were like, "Shut up!" It is leaning. It is left that, leaning. It's that leaning towards socialism. It's where the Friends of ABC meet. Yeah, you know. mm. and you just, they never thought we would question why it's leaning slightly to the left. It's because it's green Gots, and green Gots lean slightly to the left. Like, Distraction Traction, what's your faction? Um, <laughs> okay. I this is the end of it for Marius, really. Um, oh god. Marius will uh, this is the beginning of Marius's road to being sucked back into um loyalist uh attitudes. But All right. He notices a young woman in the street who's very pretty. Almost as pretty as Amanda Cyphreid. <laughs> I wonder what the reason is for that. Golden lock, she's in this beautiful petticoat and the bonnet and the bonnet <laughs> the and from, bonnet. from the moment they lock eyes she's she's walking with this man in this very tall top hat who is Jean Valjean it's Jean Valjean and Cosette yes they have reappeared Valjean has once again assumed another identity uh-huh and is masquerading as this philanthropist. You know, even though all of this shit is still going on, he's still trying to do what he can to help the lowly. Yeah. Air quote, the lowly, you know. They are living a pretty... uh, Privileged life. Privileged but secluded life. Yeah, no. Because he's still a fugitive from justice. They're not as rich as he is. They obviously have no family, and they can't really make friends because he's a wanted man. Mm -hmm. So yeah, privileged but secluded, let's say. It's while they're uh, talking with some of the uh, common people, that we see we see monsieur Thenardier oh he my looks God. a little rough oh Lord his hair is faded he's wearing a disguise he's trying to entrap people for money like he's always done his whole life yeah like we said one word scoundrel exactly <laughs> like M- Madame Thenardier is inside their little homeless encampment with a baby that's not a baby it's a rock inside a blanket and she's making the noises. <laughs> And Thenardier approaches Valjean, not recognizing him at first, and is like, Come this way. We need some money. And yeah. like, <laughs> Oh my God. he wanders in, and like, Valjean's like kneeled down to Madame Thenardier, who is like crying and pretending to make the baby cry, <laughs> even though it's a rock in a sheet. Wait a bit. Know that
2: face?
1: Ain't the world a remarkable place? Men like me. Don't forget, you're the
0: bastard that borrowed Colette. Cosette. And Valjean's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, and like runs out, and Cosette's eyes are wide too. Like, oh, I know these hoes. Like, yeah. (laughs) Oh god. Javert is here! Yeah, and of course, since this scuffle is happening, the police have to be immediately nearby, and here's Inspector Javert. Not only have Valjean and Cosette seen the Thenardiers, but now they've seen Javert. Oh, boy. From that dark night nine years ago, you know? And so they, like, literally run off Jean Valjean and Cosette, and then, like... Thenardier's like, hey, Javert, listen. Do you think maybe, in exchange for not arresting me... I could tell you that that's Jean Valjean and the child he (laughs) took from us ten years ago. Yeah. And Javert's like, no fucking way. Yeah, but he acts so chill about it. Yeah, he's like, oh, I knew I'd find him again. And then he's like, okay, everybody get the hell out of here. Yeah. Let's clear the street. (laughs) Like, He's just like, oh, I got him now. That night at Gringotts, it's not Gringotts, guys, it's the ABC Cafe. Yeah. Café du ABC.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> is that <laughs> how you do in
1: Francais? My time is near. So near, it's stirring the blood in their veins, and yet beware. Don't let the wine go to your brains.
0: Angera. The time is near. Oh my God. (laughs) We are literally loading up muskets. We are arming ourselves for our own defense. The revolutionary students are just gathering and getting ready to celebrate their demonstration, their planned demonstration at General Lamarck's mansion, right? The next day. And I should mention here that there are a lot of people in Paris who are game to join the societies such like the friends of the ABC and stuff. At least in theory. Yeah, well... (laughs) We'll come back to that later. Not in theory, in fact. Like, there were a good amount of French citizens that wanted this to happen. It had been two years of trying to say, no, fuck you, there's no more Bourbons, no more monarchy. But when the rubber hit the road, Ross... Yeah. (laughs) We'll come back to that. Yeah, I know, but like... (laughs) Everyone's like getting busy making shit, writing shit down, making plans, and Marius is just standing there dumbfounded because all he can think about is the pretty blonde bitch he saw on the street today. Oh, all the. Well, first of all, adjust your tone. Oh, the pretty blonde. <laughs> Ho? <laughs> Stop! Oh, that's worse, isn't it? Okay. I...
1: God! <laughs> the pretty blonde lady.
0: Leave her alone. <laughs> I love how Angerat is like, will you all get your head out of your asses? And he's like, hey, 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 hey! (laughs) It's time for revolution! Revolution, please! Get your heads out of your asses and into the game! The only love Angerat has is France. Oh, it's Ross. (laughs) I'm a sucker for it. And the only reason you're a sucker for it is because you know what his body looks like? (laughs) You know what his body looks like out of costume? (laughs) And that's why you want him so bad, cause they've made him look extra pretty oh, he's so by putting pretty. him in 1813 and um, all that black and red. Oh my god! Oh yeah, red and, and black. And fanned his hair out into curls, and then he opens his mouth and sings, and your panties are on the ground.
1: Red, the blood of.
0: Everybody. General Mark is dead. And listen, I can't tell if this is bad news or not. It is. It is? Yes. I mean, yeah. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Lamarck was their rally person. All right. Lamarck was the one with the influence. Lamarck was the one that was going to give them a ticket to make things change. It's go time. He's taken this as a sign. It's June 1st, 1832. Oh, no. The, be- the beginnings of the June Rebellion. Oh, here we go. June. There's something about the month of June, man. Yeah, I know. I yeah. don't know if it's the heat. It's <laughs> my favorite month. Right? It is, yeah. It makes you feel some kind of way. And like, yeah, they're like, listen, he... He may be gone. Let's demonstrate anyway. Yeah, let's let's show him the honor that we owe him in fighting for us oh and being God. a voice for us. It's, so guys, oh. the plan is to interrupt General Lamarck's very public funeral. I get full body chills when they end it with they will come when we call. Yeah. The time is here. Let us
1: welcome it gladly with courage and cheer. Let us take to the streets with no doubt in our hearts. With a jubilant shout. They will come, one and all. They will come when we
0: are. They believed it, too. They believed it. There were. Thousands of Parisians who wanted this to happen. They will come when we call. And it's so, it's radiating through the screen. Have you also noticed the round ribbons they've all got on? Yeah. Of the, it, that is the, the the red, white, and blue. Of France, oh, we stole so many things from France. We did, yes, Ab- <laughs> oh my absolutely, God. we did. Well, that's because I mean, you know, France helped us, yeah, and we did not help France. Yeah, we let that happen for forty some odd years and never lifted a finger. We see the cozy little uh, apartment that Jean Valjean and Cosette live in, and I love Cosette's little uh, little number she's got here. In my life, mm-hmm. I have this written because you said it when we were watching it. The way you went, this act two ass bitch. Yeah, yeah. This act two ass bitch, she's, she's all up in her room. There's a revolution about to happen, but she's all like, mm, I saw a cute boy today. Yeah. You know, like. Again, again, she is sheltered. We did say that. Mm-hmm. But like, again, yeah, her whole life is her home, her papa, and the occasional outings they get to make when Jean Valjean is not feeling paranoid, you know what I mean? And I think Valjean feels kind of guilty. He's like, I really hate that... You know, we have to like live in seclusion so much. Like you, I, know, you I feel, only have me. I feel like because of the marked man that I am, I'm depriving Cosette of so much of the life that she could be living, which will be his guiding light throughout the rest of the act. <laughs> The next thing I have is Eponine following a deliriously happy Marius on his way to peep in Cosette's window. Yeah, because Eponine has located Cosette. At Marius' request! Yes, at Marius's request. Marius said, hey, go find her for me. And she did. Yeah, because and- she's so pretty, right? He doesn't know a thing about her, including her name. But she's the love of his life all of a sudden. <laughs> in my life... She has burst
1: like the music of angels, the light of the sun. And my life seems to stop as if something is over and something has scarcely begun. Eponine, you're the friend who has brought me here. Thanks
0: to you, I'm at one with the gods, and heaven is near. The way he is spinning Eponine around in ecstasy, talking about this other girl that he loves. <laughs> yeah. Every word that he says is a dagger in me. Yeah, they want me to feel bad about it. I feel moderately bad about it at this point. And like he's staring at Cosette through the like bars of the gate into their home, right? Mm-hmm. And like while he's staring at her, Eponine's off to the side, like, wow, I could literally lay down and. Die! This is so gross! Yeah, because she wants him. I'm so happy. (sighs) You're so happy. But, like, this (sighs) is really killing me inside, and here's what I'm saying. Here is a woman, a young woman, who has known Marius for years. Her whole life, basically. And has loved him for years. I get it. And would probably be the person in his life who would love him most. Yeah. And here he is. Seeing someone who is in riches and is prettier, air quote, fairer. All right. Than Eponine. Gotcha. She's got the blonde hair and the blue eyes, and therefore she's air quote fairer. Okay, yeah. And he's just head over heels for this chick that he saw and did not talk to for the first (laughs) time today. Yeah, I know. And, I'm sorry, I think it's a little classist. Yeah? Marius comes from immense money and privilege and he looked at Cosette and saw that's a viable match for me as a man in 1832. Based on her looks and nothing else. Literally. Yeah. He's not even spoken to her yet. <laughs> oh my God. So my sadness for Eponine, yes, does outweigh my allegiance to Cosette. But like, Cosette didn't do anything in this either. She did not. She is also innocent. It's, it all comes down to the men. It <laughs> oh, all comes no. down to the men. And here, co- here she comes. Here comes Cosette up to the gate. And I do love this little rift, this heart full of love. No, that's what I have. I have not a heart full of love. I'm gonna heave. A heart full of love.
1: A heart full of song. So I'm doing everything all wrong. Oh God, for shame. I do not even know your name. Dear Mademoiselle,
0: won't you say Oh my, I love the little butterfly (laughs) by her face on the the wrought iron gate. I know. It is great. It looks wonderful. I can't focus on it because (laughs) the top of my head is coming off because they didn't know each other's names. And also because of the tea kettle pitch, right? Like, it's pitch black outside. Ross was like, this is nice and everything, but can we talk in the daylight? No, literally. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the way this devolves into a triad, like the singing I mean. Yeah, I know. Like, with Eponine standing off to the side, being so butthurt about how this is going. Indeed. A hard fall of love. He was never
1: mine to lose. Why, a single regret? look, what and then you, I, I knew it too.
0: These are words he'll never say, not to me. Valjean comes outside and goes, "Why the?" are you being so loud? <laughs> get inside! What are you doing out here? I have not Jean Valjean <laughs> cock blocking Mary. Gets inside and is like Cosette. Singing is an indoor activity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, he what does. have I told you? We're gonna get found out. And listen, I don't know exactly how this happened, but it really seems like Eponine unwittingly lured her parents and their goons. To Jean Valjean's house. Thenardier's like, sole purpose throughout the rest of the narrative is to extort Jean Valjean for more money. He handed them 1,500 francs, you know, like, 10 years ago, and they were like... We're going to vow to find you again for your... The Tenardiers are after him for his money. Javert's after him for his freedom. Like... Yeah! And, like, here's Monsieur Tenardier with his band of goons who are going to break into Valjean's house and rob him blind. Oh, my God. Possibly kill him and take Cosette away. And Eponine is literally holding Tenardier's hands, and he's like, listen, these are just people. They're normal people. They don't have anything that you want. They don't have anything that you want, really. They're just trying to live. Same as us. And I'm like, Eponine, this is why I'm in your camp. Even though her father wrecking Valjean would be extremely advantageous to her, Mm -hmm. you know, she loves Marius so much, she's not going to take Cosette Away from him. I'm
1: gonna warn them here! One little scream and you'll regret it for a year. The doctor said You wait my girl! You're this
0: night! I'll make you scream! You'll scream alright! <laughs> and he slaps the shit out of her. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, and like they they almost get away. Jean Valjean thinks this is Javert coming to rock his shit, mm-hmm. so he tells Cosette, "Pack up, get dressed, we're leaving." And like, we're Ep- going to go to our other secret apartment that I've stashed around the city. Exactly. And Eponine watches Cosette bring that love note to the gate of her house to leave it there for Marius. Yeah, and Eponine intercepts it. In the letter, Cosette is telling Marius Hey, listen, had to go, like, really quickly. This is my ad. I know you don't understand. Here's my email address. Dad's taking me to England. Yeah, God. Like, eventually, you know? So you're going to have to find me at this secret apartment if you want to see me again before Daddy takes you to another country forever. And I have, here we fucking go. And this is, on my own, famously Liam Michelle's audition song for Glee. Stop it. <laughs> Do not bring her into this right now. <laughs> On
1: my own Pretending he's beside me All the love I walk
2: with
0: him and yeah, this is Eponine's Lament. It's a great song. I just don't feel that bad for her. Yeah, I don't feel that strongly about this performance. I mean, Samantha Barks does a great job. She does. She's just wandering around in the rain in front of Green Gots. Of course it's raining. Again, I'm biased. This is my least favorite plot aspect of the whole thing. But like, not only is Marius, in my opinion, not a huge prize, but even if... Yeah, he... the jury's out on that one. Is he hot or not? Exactly. <laughs> it's Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> but even if he were a prize, I don't know that it's worth all this anguish. You know what I'm saying? The heart wants what the heart wants, Carrie. I know, but like her scheming to keep them apart by intercepting this letter, it doesn't mean it's going to work out for her. You're not at Benin, Carrie. Okay. I
1: love him.
0: Okay, I feel a little bad. No, that's the thing. <laughs> I feel a little bad In about In English, this is called The Wretched, right? <sighs> the world is full of happiness that I have, I have never, never know. known. Eponine's just like, listen, I have one shot at happiness here, and I'm not going to get it, and everyone else is going to get to. Yeah, and she doesn't know how right she is. She really is wretched about this. And we transition from On My Own right into that famous act one closer guys it's a banger it is a banger it's a banger we transition into one day more this is in fact (laughs) i know we're in part two but this is in fact the act one closer to the show And he's just kind of giving us like a wrap up of everybody's position at this point. Marius and Cosette are bummed they're being separated. (laughs) Marius is like out trying to get into Valjean's old house, but can't because they've abandoned it. Yeah. And he's fucking broken inside. Well, Eponine herself is also getting like trussed up, like dressed as a boy to join the rest of the young men in building like the revolution, right? Yeah, Eponine's given up. Yeah. She's joining the revolution and hopes that she will die so she doesn't have to worry about being in this wretched life anymore. Oh, God. Because Marius was the last thing she had going for her. And she knows she don't have him anymore. Yeah, and she knows that he has little to no interest in spending his life with her. Like, she, I just feel so i feel so bad for her. I, and I know. I also feel bad for Marius, and I feel bad for Cosette, and I wish Javert would just shut the fuck up.
2: <laughs> one two, one, you bring it
1: my place is here i fight with you
0: yeah guys they've all got one more day yeah. before their lives might possibly be over cuz they are taking on the french monarchy <laughs> before their shit gets rocked eponine has no more marius marius has no more cosette Cosette has no more Marius <laughs> oh, I hate all of it Valjean wants to keep Cosette That's gonna be the rest of Act 2 yeah.
2: <laughs> One more time
0: Tract, or however that word is pronounced. No, yeah. Intermission. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's (laughs) Let's all all go go to to the lobby. lobby. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) The Act two opener is with the funeral of General Lamarck. Also present, the Marquis de Lafayette. Oh, my God! Monsieur Hamilton! Monsieur, Monsieur Lafayette. Lafayette! Oh, my God! It's a hell of a time to start a demonstration. Yeah. But it sure does give you the chills, right? Yes. Yes. were ready for this to happen. Yeah. They knew it was going to happen. But the thing is, the Friends of ABC have underestimated the French military presence and power within the French capital. Yeah. And uh, literally their plan is to disrupt this funeral, give some rally speeches, and then build barricades all throughout Paris to fight off the French authorities. And they underestimated how many people were actually willing to... To barricade their homes. Oh boy, were they ever. Because in the June Rebellion, there were probably about somewhere between five and ten actual barricades around central and eastern Paris. And what we see after this number is that breakdown. There's this French soldier who shoots an innocent woman in the chest. (gasps) You know, yeah. while Marius and Angera are flying the red Republican flags, And you there's, know? like, gunfire exchanged. And the boys fall back to the street where ABC Cafe is, Diagon right? Alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Diagon Alley. Uh, uh, it was uh, Rue La Saint-Denis. Okay. Yeah. All right. And they start building the barricade. We need as much furniture as you can throw down. Like, they turn this wagon over on its side, and then people just start throwing furniture out of their windows. That's how it happened, too. People were just throwing their chairs, spare furniture they didn't want anymore, out into the street for those students to build the barricades. So with. that the guards couldn't get to them. Yeah. Also, guess who's gone undercover? Javert. Uh, yeah, Javert's there, too. He's skulking around in disguise. I don't know why he thinks Jean Valjean is going to be here. And, like, Angera asks if anyone can find out When the guards are planning an attack Mm -hmm. and Javert in his disguise is like, oh yeah, sure. Of course. He's like, I know them. I fought the. I fought with them and served them for many years. I've seen the error of my ways. Let me go be spy for you. Yeah. And I'll be back with the hot goss. Okay. It's the dead of night and we've got guns drawn pointed down the street and everyone's ready for a fight. Here comes Javert. Javert tells them no attack tonight. They're going to come in the morning when it's light and it makes more sense. And I love Gavroche. Liar! Gavroche calls bullshit. Good evening, dear inspector. Lovely evening, my
1: dear. I know this man my friend is named Inspector Shabba. So don't believe the word he says because none of it's true. This only goes to show what little people can do.
0: Ah, oh, he's so right. No, yeah, this is hysterical. The Kevin McAllister of Saint-Michel blew his whole cover. Yeah, no, the Kevin McAllister of Saint-Michel. You're fired for that. You're fired for it. Get out. No, yeah, guys, the the Friends of ABC dogpile on yeah. Javert. They tie him up. Shoot me now or shoot me later. Every schoolboy to his sport. Death to each and every traitor. I renounce your people's court.
1: We keep looking forward!
0: And then in the quiet, they hear... ...the drums. It's soldiers coming towards them. And so, yeah, we, guys. We see the French National Guard march around the corner. And, like, they're climbing. They're starting to climb up the barricade and get in there, right? Who is it behind the barricade? <laughs> and Andra is like, um, French Revolution? Yeah, for real. And Aww. I'm like, you dumbass. And then they fire. Yeah, there's gunfire back and forth. Marius is the realist, okay? Mm-hmm. Marius picks up a full barrel of gunpowder. Yeah. And starts climbing up the barricade. And I hate this because Marius doesn't see it happen. But Eponine, there in disguise as a boy, mm-hmm. sees this soldier go to shoot him. And she grabs the barrel of that gun. And puts it to her. Oh my god. And then she gets shot. Elias, Oh no! So she falls down the barricade, and Marius is like, "Everybody, step the fuck off!" Oh, Marius gets to the top of that barricade with the barrel of gunpowder and a torch in his hand. Oh, and he's threatening to blow everyone sky high. Fall back or I blow the barricade. Blow it up and take yourself with it. Oh, Christ. Take myself with it. The soldier who I believe is the Comte de La Beau. Oh, okay. Is like, historically speaking, is like, um, yeah, okay, bye, bye. Uh, I'm gonna just be, uh, I'll be over here. Oh, and yeah, the look in Marius's <laughs> eyes, like, bitch, you think I won't? And every, the way Angeron takes the torch <laughs> out of his hand and is breathing heavily, like. Shit. Let's get the fire away from the explosives. And his, and his friends are all mad at him. Yeah, like you could have killed They're all killed pissed us. at Marius. Mar- they're like, Marius, what the fuck? My life is not yours to take. Like, <laughs> And oh that's, God. Marius isn't listening because he's noticed Eponine. Oh, Eponine's bleeding out on the ground. And he's like, what? And all of a sudden, I just want to, this is a, a consistency error. Oh, okay. When he was about to light that barrel on fire, did you notice an inch of precipitation in the air? <laughs> like an inch. Okay. No. <laughs> all right. We cut to him finding Eponine, it's all of a sudden piss raining. Okay, Like all a right. mist. They're in the vegetable section at Kroger. Okay, because this is a little fall of rain. Oh, is that what it's called? That's what it's called, the oh, song. Oh, so, so therefore there's a l- Gotcha. Uh-huh. Sorry.
1: Don't you fret. Miss you.
2: Marius, I don't feel anything, a little fall of rain can hardly
1: hurt me now,
0: and like Eponine, Hands him Cosette's note. She's like, yeah, I kept it from you. Sorry about that. I'm really sorry about that. And she's dying and he puts his arms around her. And yeah, this is again where I start to shed tears for this, even though I hate it. Because she's so happy just to have him there. She, wanted, she She's dying in his arms. Yeah. What more could she ask for? You're here. That's all I need to know. And, you and I will keep stay with you say
2: till you are sweet. You will kill because rain and rain will make flower. We'll make the flowers.
0: Oh Ah. Oh, it's so sad. It's so fucking bad. And she's just he just kind of holds her until she fades away and everyone's crying. Yeah, every, Damp. everyone's crying and Marius gives a letter for cassette to Gavroche, asks him to deliver it to her. And of course it ends up in Jean Valjean's hand, right? Gavroche Gavroche is the quickest motherfucker in all of France. yeah, for real he he rushes to where uh, their secret apartment is. Valjean answers the door and Valjean's reading this letter. Well, he's sing-reading it. He's, and, <laughs> he's like, ew, not some boy! <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh no, this is just another example of how I'm keeping Cosette from her life. I guess I'm gonna have to go, literally pulls on his overcoat. He drags a dead French soldier out of the street. <laughs> oh no. Strips him bare and puts on all his clothes so that he can pretend to be a defector from the National Guard in order to get beyond the barricade. Luckily, Gavroche vouches for him. Yeah, yeah. And and they're like, because they've already discovered that Javert is a fraud. The friends of ABC are like, what is this, kindergarten? You think we're, we're going to trust you? They're already one of your buddies tried to pull the wool over our eyes. And Gavroche is like, don't shoot him. I know him. Yeah. Everyone's painfully British. I know. No one's French. I don't get it. And the friends of ABC put Jean Valjean in charge of, you guessed it, Executing Javert. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, and all he has to do is ask. Yeah. Valjean's like, okay, the prisoner, give him to me, please. Ajarah's like, sure, I'd lay my fucking life down for you, even though I've known you for 90 seconds. Yeah. And the thing is, is that Jean Valjean has all the power in this situation. He could kill Javert dead and have no more problems, right? Exactly.
2: You've hungered for this all your life. Take your revenge How right you should kill with a knife
0: Get out of here
2: don't understand. Clear
0: out of here. The way he's like, you've hungered for this all your life. And I know he doesn't say this, but I expect Jean Valjean to go, Bitch, you're the one who's obsessed with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am not the drama. <laughs> I'm just trying to live. <laughs> he takes that knife and he cuts his binds. Yeah, he lets him go. And he's like, You're really going to let me go. And Valjean's like, Get out of here. It's dangerous. No doubt we'll meet again. And Javert is literally egging him on to shoot him. Javert's like, come on, just kill me. It'll be over with if you kill me because I'm telling you right now, I'm going to look past this kindness and continue to hunt you down. I just cannot believe Javert is not willing in this moment to drop everything he thinks about Valjean. You are wrong
1: and always have been wrong. I'm a man, no worse than any man. You are free. There are no conditions,
0: no bargains or petitions. There's nothing that I blame you for. He's literally telling Javert, I'm right with my God on this. Yeah. And Javert literally looks at him and is like, wants a thief? always a thief. I will not stop pursuing you. You know what, bitch bye! Yeah, like, and like he's walking down that alley to get out of the way and Valjean shoots the post next to his head. So that the students will think he's killed him. Yes. And now we've arrived at Drink With Me. Which is basically the Last Supper for student revolutionaries, right? Yeah, no. You know that episode before the long night in Game of Thrones? Uh-huh, when yeah. they're all sitting around getting drunk? Uh-huh, yeah.
1: Drink with me. Today's gone by. To the life, to the life. That, used that used to be. To be the shrine of friendship
2: never say die.
1: Let
0: the wine of
2: friendship never
0: run dry. And Marius is whining. Life without Cosette means nothing at all. Yeah. And I'm like, you exchange exchanged Words. I know, I know. I can't stand it. He's completely forgotten about Eponine. Yeah. Eponine's dead and lifeless somewhere in the corner. Like. Epahoo? Yeah, Epahoo, yeah. Oh my God. And we've come to my least favorite number in the score. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Oh, uh, really? I do. I thought we'd be at odds on this. I can remember when this movie came out. Because, guys, this is Bring Him Home. Yeah, a very famous number from the show. Because Marius, like, passes out. Drunk, right? Uh-huh. In the In the cafe. And John's, like, sizing him up, like, so this is the guy that's causing so much disruption in my little world. And, like, he heard him singing, like, life without Cosette is nothing at all. Like, oh, dear, he really does love my daughter. Is he having a Schuster and Finn moment? Is a that, little bit. Is that what's happening? And the thing is, guys, is that bring him home. Again, it's an unpopular opinion. I don't like it. He is young,
1: he's afraid, let him rest.
0: Like, it's just, I just feel like it's a difficult song for any tenor. You know what I mean? Ross, it wasn't even written this way. Calm Wilkinson just got this music in his hand and was like, okay, I'm going to do it way up here. And now everyone does it that way. He even told Hugh Jackman... Make it your own, because that's what I did. And he certainly did. Yeah, Hugh Jackman said great and did exactly what Calm did, but not as good. Yeah, no. You you can't even pay attention to what this song is about, because you're so distracted by Jean Valjean singing everything as high as he can. Basically, Jean Valjean resolves to watch over Marius throughout the inevitable fight, Mm -hmm. because he knows that one day he's not going to be around. To care for Cosette, right? Yes. Cosette needs someone, and so he's going to make sure Marius lives. He knows Javert's going to keep coming for him. Yeah. So he knows that Cosette needs to be in the hands of somebody safe.
1: Bring him home.
0: guys oh here we go Angera comes back to the barricade he's been absent and he has been to see how other barricades around the city are holding up he comes in over the barricade and tells everybody that they're the only ones left Uh uh-oh all the other barricades have been infiltrated people are dead their friends are dead like you said, they overestimated. They they did, and everybody's like, "Really?" Mm. You know that elevator inside you, yeah, just dropping all the way into the basement. And not only are they alone out here, there's no ammunition because that little fall of rain a few minutes ago mm-hmm. it soaked all the gunpowder through. Yeah, they're fucked. And then little Gavroche. Oh, here we go. He's like. They're losing faith in this moment, and it's Gavroche that brings it back. A child. He's climbing through the barricade to go pick up some gunpowder from the dead bodies on the other side. Never kick a dog
1: because it's just a pup! <laughs> we'll fight the like 20 armies, and we won't give up.
0: Guys, the guards shoot him twice. Twice.
1: So you better run for cover. <laughs> the pop <laughs> <laughs>
0: God, they killed him. They killed that child. They killed that... I have what in the name of the Geneva Convention? Like, it's not like they thought he was a soldier or something. They can see he's a child. They shoot him once in the chest and they shoot him again in the head. Oh, it's awful. The sight of that poor dead child's lifeless eyes. You at the barricades. Listen to this. Oh, no. The people of Paris sleep in their beds. You have no chance. No one's coming to help you. No chance at all. Why throw your lives away? Bruh, they started this shit, and now Anjira is trying to finish it. He would rather go down in a blaze of glory. Let us
1: die facing our foes. Make them bleed while we can. Make them pay through the nose. Make them pay for every man. Let others run. To take our place until the earth is free.
0: Oh my God. And then the Comte de la Cannons! Oh no. And here come the cannons around the corner. Marius is shot and Jean Valjean runs out and scoops him up. And Ross, I can't handle this part. When he's dragging Marius into the sewer... Yeah. I'm like, that's great for his open wounds. Yeah, it's so good for his open wounds. Oh, my... Oh! It's the only way to get away, Carrie. Yeah, away from the barricade is just to crawl into the sewer line. He has to... I can't believe that he is dragging Marius' body backwards through the sewer line. Oh, my God. And then, in the inn, where all the other friends of ABC have gone, they're literally tearing out the stairs... Yeah! ...so that they can be secluded on the top level... Because the soldiers are trying to pin them down. The soldiers literally go into the cafe and shoot them through the floor. Killing yeah. all but Angera and Comfere. Oh, my God. And they're they're upstairs, and Angera just standing in that second floor window, oh. looking so defeated at, at all of the soldiers. And then up behind them comes Comfere, who comes to join him. So they can die together. And they raise their red flags. When they shoot him, (gasps) the way he falls... Angera. The way Angera falls backwards out of that window. On top of the red flag. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the sewer... Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's bad. Marius and Jean Valjean have fallen into the depths of the sewer, and Thenardier is just down here. Yeah, he's just roaming around. He's just a little guy, just roaming around the sewers. He's a no sewer reason. goblin, a little sewer goblin looting the corpses that have fallen down here. He takes Marius's Palmercy signet ring off of his finger, right? Ugh, I, Ross, I can't handle this scene. I can't. The shit water. That is all over them in their mouth.
1: You're alive! I saved you! How do I get out of here?
0: It's that way! All the way down and to the left! When Valjean literally tackles Thenardier into the waist <laughs> and yeah. is like, Where's the fucking way out? I'll fucking <laughs> kill you, motherfucker! <laughs> And is like, that way, that way. Just go that way. (laughs) The sight of Javert's pristine uniform boots in the puddle of blood on Rue La Saint-Denis. I can't. I can't. He goes in to that cafe and all of those boys' bodies are lined up next to one another, including Eponine. And at the very end of it is tiny little Gavroche Tiny little lifeless gavroche. Mm-hmm. And this might be Javert's only moment. Yeah. Only moment of any kind of redeeming action. Because he leans down to that child, and you can tell... He's fucked up behind the eyes. Yeah. Like, like Javert's like, oh, we killed a lot of people. like <laughs> Including children. We killed a lot of people. And this is probably the only good thing he does the entire time. The Légion d'honneur is one of the oldest orders of chivalry in Europe. Like knighthood. Yes, and he's got his bronze star medal of the Légion d'honneur, and he takes it off and he pins it on Gavroche. That night, we're finally sliding out of the sewers. Oh, God. The way they are just caked. Ross, I can't talk about it. Marius should never have lived. Yeah. He is getting hella infection in that open wound from all that sewer water, he just is. And of course, you guessed it, Javert is here at the top of the stairs. Oh boy. And Valjean, for God's sake, dude, come on. This man is innocent, he's done no wrong, let us go. And Javert is kind of like, timid? Yeah. yeah, and he, yeah, Javert's like, "Ah, uh, no mercy from me. You'll get no mercy from me. I, I mean it." But you the, know, Jean Valjean tries to walk past Javert, and Javert almost lets him walk away.
1: The man of mercy comes again and talks of justice. Tough time is running short. Look down, Javert. He's standing in his grave. Well, no step and you die.
0: And Jean Valjean just looks Look. at him and he's like, bitch, you ain't going to shoot me. And he just walks away. And that completely breaks Javert. Yeah, just throws Mary over his shoulder and walks away. Oh, my God. And you're right, yeah. Javert's just like, um, what? <laughs> because he had an opportunity. He can't kill him. He can't kill him. He can't kill him because he let him go. And that is fucking with Javert so hard. Because you know what that is, Javert? That's humanity. (laughs) Yeah. He's feeling humanity, and he does not like it. Yeah, not only is it that, but it's also a self-inventory because he's like... Oh no, is he maybe a good person? Yeah, no, that's the thing. This self-hatred that Javert has lived with his whole life because of where he came from and that he, is re- he feels as though he's risen above it into higher society as a man of authority who is better than everyone else because he's good and on the side of the law. And now this man that he's branded a criminal for his entire life is constantly after him has been more humane to him than he has ever been to him. And he's feeling it. He's like, oh no, am I... Am I the asshole? Am I the asshole? Yes, Javert, you are.
2: Who is this man, what sort of devil is he, to have me caught in
1: a trap and choose to let me go free? It was his hour at last to put a seal on my fate, wipe out the past and wash me clean up the slate. All it would take was a flick of his knife,
2: vengeance was his and he gave me back my life.
0: He was literally given the same choice as Jean Valjean, like that point in your life When your whole worldview is rocked, right? Mm -hmm. And where Jean Valjean said, yes, I can go on and be a different person now, Javert can't do it. He's standing on this bridge. He he covered distance in such a short period of time, (laughs) like 30 seconds. Like, he is on this bridge that leads across the Seine from North Paris to South Paris, again by Notre Dame. Yep. And guys, trigger warning... Because he just decides he does not want to go on from here. I am reaching, but I fall. And the stars are black and cold. And I stare into the void of a world that cannot hold. I'll escape
1: now from that world. From the world of Jean Valjean.
2: There is nowhere I can turn. There is no way to go. Oh!
0: So, yeah, guys, he takes his own life. He jumps into that dam. I didn't need to see all of that, Tom, whatever. But, yeah, that's it. That's the end of the Javert. We don't have to worry about him cropping up anymore. We see Marius awake in his grandfather's home. Yeah, because Jean Valjean got him back home. Yeah, yeah. Bring him home. He brought him home. He sure fucking did. Hey, guys, I can't handle this. Yeah, no, we, like, it, it's pretty fucking sad, y'all. I feel like this song empty chairs at empty tables, I feel like this is the I dreamed a dream of this act. It's got the same emotional punch, the loss, the nostalgia, the empty feeling of being alone. There's a grief that can't be spoken.
1: There's a pain that goes on and on. Empty chairs at empty tables now my friends are dead and gone
0: two words survivors guilt marius is standing in what's left of the abc cafe and i mean yeah it's so it's so poignant he was the privileged one Yeah. He was the one that had a support network and he could do whatever he wanted. Those other people didn't have a choice and they're all dead now. And he's standing around looking at the empty place, thinking about the way his friends used to sit here and talk about a better future. And they tried so hard to make it happen. And they're all dead. Broken man. Yeah. Broken man. Here they talked of revolution.
1: Here it was, they lit the flame Here they sang about tomorrow And tomorrow never
0: came And tomorrow never came, fuck! This is awful. And Eddie Redmayne... Yeah, I know. ...is putting his whole body and soul into this, just throwing his ass into it. I love it. Again, every bit as great as Anne Hathaway's I Dreamed a Dream performance when it comes to that visceral emotion you're experiencing, that sense of loss, that isolation. But at least at the end of the number, there is Cosette. I mean, yeah, but like... I just, I can't, I can't even feel it in that moment because he's so broken. It's that much worse because you know, if you're a historian, that this is not going to take. No. And it really was for nothing in a lot of ways. France wasn't even free of monarchy when this book was written 30 years later. Yeah. After the events. Oh, my friends, my friends.
1: Your sacrifice was for empty chairs at empty tables,
2: where my friend will sing, no more.
0: Valjean and Cosette kind of bringing Marius back to his home where he lives with his grandfather and Cosette's telling him, you're going to get stronger, you're going to be better, and we're going to get past this. This is the heart full of love reprise. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is where Valjean is realizing, you know what? She's she's not mine. You know, yeah. she, she was never mine to keep, and she does need to go and live a life. And he, I he doesn't know that Javert has taken his life. Yeah. And so he believes that Javert is always going to be after him. So he's gonna Don Draper again. He wants to disappear again. I love how this mirrors the first one, but instead of Eponine singing over the two of them, it's Jean Valjean. A
1: heart full of love. She was never mine to keep. A full of you. She, she is old, youthful. No she is free. Cosette, Cosette. Love is the garden of the young. God, you are waiting for you. Let it be. Yes, God.
0: Let it be. We see Marius and Valjean talking about wedding plans and all all these lovely things and how full Marius' heart is that now that even through all this evil and bad, he's still going to have Cosette. Marius is like, you're going to live with us, you know? You're going to be a father to both of us. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's such good plans on the horizon. But JV's like, no, 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 no. It is not to be. Yeah, no. Because he's a fugitive from justice. Exactly. Quote justice. Valjean's literally like, Sit down. Oh no.
1: There lived a man whose name was Jean Valjean. He stole some bread to save his sister's son. For 19 winters, he served his time.
0: In sweat, he washed away his crime. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, and like, yeah, I I still can't believe that Marius doesn't realize this is the man who saved his life. Yeah, no, because Jean Valjean's not taking credit for it. The time has come to journey on, and
1: from this day he must be gone. Who am I? Who am I?
0: Marius is like, what am I supposed to tell your daughter? Yeah, he was like, we can get past this, right? And, and I, like, you Mar- don't have to leave. And Valjean's like, nope, I'm a marked man and I need Cosette to have peace. So just tell her I'm on a long vacation. Yeah, literally tell her I'm going somewhere far away for a long time. And, and I mean, even Cosette's like, why would he just leave? That's not him. He wouldn't do that. And Marius is like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Marius is like, all I can tell you is what he told me. And I also feel like at the end of Valjean and Marius' conversation, Marius is like kind of disgusted with him. You know? Yeah, he, no, he I know. He thinks he's like a bad guy. Exactly. You know? I hate that this last leg of the plot has to happen before we get to the end. So we arrive at Cosette and Marius's wedding day. I- indeed. It's joyous. <laughs> it, it's it's very lavish. Like, obviously, Grandpa threw in some francs. We see all... It's in this, you know, in their huge mansion. And, like, we see all the guests arriving in their buggies. And this is my favorite. Oh, Jesus. The Tenardiers, who look fucking ridiculous. Yeah, they're in disguise as rich people. The way they literally open the side of one carriage. So can... Climb through it. And climb through it like they're arriving at the house. <laughs> as guests, they are literally here to extort Marius mm-hmm. because Tenardier witnessed Marius in the sewer with Jean Valjean that night. Marius recognizes Tenardier right away. What, whatever, Marius. From that, well, he knows him from that scuffle. Yeah. Yeah. But and, he didn't recognize Jean Valjean. Yeah, it's, it doesn't make any sense. We don't have time. Okay. We don't have time. He also notices the ring that Thénardier has on. It's his signet ring. It's his signet ring. (laughs) That he took off of his body. I was there.
1: Never fear. I even found me this fine souvenir. I know this. This is mine. Mine. This is surely some heavenly sign. Then it's true. Then I'm right. Jean Valjean is my savior
0: that night. The Tenardiers are like, listen, we know where Jean Valjean is at. Mm-hmm. And if we tell you where he is, you're going to give us money. Yeah. You're give us 500 francs for his location. <laughs> he knocks Tenardier on his ass and is like, okay, he's at the convent. Shit. <laughs> yeah. And I love the Tenardier's little exit. They get picked up and thrown <laughs> out of the party. Watch them, buggers dance, watch them till they drop Keep clear your wits about you when you'll stand out. on top Masters clear of the, the land, world. always get our care. share Clear where
1: the, 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 the barricades, we're still door. there We know where the wind is blowing Money is the stuff we smell And we we're rich as Greece as Jesus, Jesus, Jesus
0: when we, Jesus. we see you wound in hell They're like roaches. Everybody else is dead and gone, and they're still here trying to scrape together a few pennies. Well, will riches, gracious Jesus, and we'll see you all in hell. Oh, yeah, for real. <laughs> Straight to hell. That's the thing, bud. That was the moment that I realized they have no idea what happened to Eponine, nor do they, they care. care. They don't. It's awful. Yeah. And so, we're at the convent. It's the same convent that Jean Valjean and Cosette took refuge in nine years ago. Yeah, because he knows it's a safe place. Mm -hmm. And Jean Valjean is suddenly very sick. Yeah, he's... Which makes me think he caught something in the sewer, right? he's got butthole eyes real bad. (laughs) Oh, no. Like... Oh, no. Yeah, it's so bad. And, like, he's sitting there in a chair in this sanctuary... Oh, it's time for the epilogue, everyone. It's a gorgeous place to die. It really is. (laughs) He's literally begging God to take him. Yeah, he's like, listen, I did the best I fucking could, okay? I don't want to be a marked man anymore. Let my suffering end. (laughs) Can we end the misery? Oh, the wretchedness of it all. And guys, Fontaine appears to him. Ross, there is something about the way. She's got her hand on his shoulder and basically telling him, you're good, boo-boo. You're coming to heaven with me. Monsieur, I bless oh. your name.
2: I am ready, Fontaine. Monsieur, lay down your burden. At the end of my days. You raised my child in love. She's the best of my life. And you will be.
0: Oh. I know, I... Oh, 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 boy. It is reminiscent of that moment in the hospital when he was telling her, it's okay to let go. It's okay to let go. You did what you could. You raised my child in love. Yeah. And you shall be with God. Cassette and Marius appear and Cassette is like, dad, WTF. He says, thank God I am blessed to live to have seen this day. The day that she and Marius were married, right? Because Marius tells her in that moment about Jean Valjean saving him. Yeah, he's like forgive me and Mary says like forgive you. <laughs> and the way Jean Valjean seeing them together, being there, her being there at the end of his life, it's like his whole life's mission has come to fruition, right? Mhm. He takes this letter out of his pocket, this long letter for Cassette that's basically his life story on
1: this page. I write My last confession. Read it well. When I at
2: last
1: am sleeping. It's the story of one who turned from hating. A man who only learned to love when you were in his keeping.
0: Oh, I'm sobbing. And then. Uh, the way he boops her on her nose. And then. No. And then he leans back in his chair. Oh. And here comes Fontaine. Oh, she. It slays me. Come
2: with me. Where chains will never bind you. Oh, I am ready, Fontaine. For oh, your grief lost.
1: Lord in heaven, look down on him in mercy.
2: Forgive me all my trespasses, and take me
0: to your glory. (gasps) And like the way he's left his body. Yeah. And like he's died. Oh my God. And like, it's again, she's telling him to let go. Let's go, baby. Let's go to the next thing. And obviously Cosette and Marius, they're a puddle. They're sobbing. He's gone, right? And the way Fantine takes his hand and is leading him away. He comes out to the courtyard and the Bishop of Danae. Is standing on the other edge of the courtyard. The voice of God in his life, right? Colm Wilkinson. Yeah. <laughs> the OG Jean Valjean. Ready to usher him into heaven. And guys, this last verse. And remember
1: the truth that
0: once was spoken.
1: To love another person is to see the face.
2: God.
0: to love another person is to see the face of god isn't that so special just that line that idea that love in its purest form is the closest to god you're ever really gonna get yeah yeah it It tears me apart. And I can remember, you know, when I talked last time about having that ongoing visceral reaction to this as time went on. Yeah. Like I was sobbing hardest here at the end because I kept thinking to myself, God, he never tried to do anything his whole life but the right thing by himself and the people he loves. And he was punished for it. His entire life based on these arbitrary reasons that mean nothing. And that is the wretched truth about what the powers that be do to us in this world. And the thing that I feel most keenly about this is that, you know, this novel was written in like... 1862, But if you think about where the French people were, the French state was in the early 1830s. They were at a period where they were a population of people that had been repressed for so long and had been basically fighting and arguing about the same things for the last 50 years. How frustrating. How fucking familiar. Exactly. We have been fighting and warring about basic human dignity since 1969, when Nixon decided to throw all the hippies and black people in jail for becoming uh, too loud. Oh my god. With the war on drugs. And ever since then, we have been fighting about the same things. Reproductive rights, women's rights, queer rights, homeless people, abortion, you know, like all of these major issues that affect us so deeply in every aspect of our everyday lives. And we've literally just been fighting about it for 50 years. We've made hardly any progress and a lot of uh, regress. Yeah. As a matter of fact. And that's why I think I love this story so much. Because it's kind of reflective of what we're living today. There's absolutely no accountability for people in power. They can do whatever they want with our lives and get away with it. And every time somebody cries, we need extreme revolutionary change right now. It's talked down like it's some dream that we're never going to be able to live. Yeah, You know, that it makes things that much more wretched. And Victor Hugo understood this. It's an invaluable story to still have around. After Valjean gets taken to heaven, we start to hear it. You know, we start to hear it again.
2: We will live again in freedom in the garden of the Lord. We will walk behind the ploughshare. We will push away the sword. The shame will be broken and
0: men will have their Everybody is here. Yeah, it's a, it's a big fish moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody is here from along the way. Not just people who died on the barricade, but... Jean Valjean is here. Fantine is here. Oh, I love that shot of Fantine on the barricade with all of them. Bangeras, the ABC, Eponine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so indicative of what you were talking about last time. That characteristic of French hope. Yes, yes. Like, shit is bleak, but we are not Going to stop this energy. And like what the, what they've done is they've built this gigantic barricade in front of like Lamarck's house, but they're facing Lamarck's house this time with the encampment behind them. Yeah. Where with all the poor and the common and the beggars and the the people of France, not the nobles of France. Vox Populi. Yes. guys that's it that's it for 2022 we did it kicking and streaming 2022 carrie it's been a, it's been a long one double high five it was a long it's one it's been a rough one it has editing wise yeah. i know it ha- oh, i'm gonna do it yeah take my hands oh, take baby. my hand sweet sister Mwah. Mwah. great season baby thanks you I, did an amazing job i really tried very hard you did an amazing job. And I, I hate that you won't believe me when I tell you that. It makes me so mad when you won't believe me <laughs> when when I tell you what a great job you do. It's only my own self-deprecation, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. The self-doubt is ravenous. So, like, literally shut the fuck up and feel a an scrap of pride in what you've put together in not just this past year, but the last three years. Thanks, bud. Okay. I will try and feel it a little bit, you know. I love you. Regardless of how much feedback we get from people, regardless of who's listening, it's still a wonderful creation of art. And I appreciate that we do it together. Thanks. But, oh, I'm but that you cry. mostly do it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> maybe that's true, but it would not be this fun if it were just me talking into the mic. And you know that. Oh. Indeed. He's funnier than me, guys, and I know that, and I'm okay with Uh, that. I'm not funnier than her, she is also very funny. (laughs) I'm secure Uh, in my abilities enough to know that he is funnier than me. Okay, stop. (laughs) Okay, fine, I'm funnier than you, you're savvier than me. (laughs) Okay. How about that? Fine. Can you deal with that? I can. Can you accept that? I can. I love you so much. Little onions and patrons out there, thank you again for another wonderful year of listenership. Go over to the Patreon and check us out. We love to have more people over there in the coming year. And guys, here it is. Another hiatus. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Especially if you haven't joined the Patreon yet and you need something to get you through our hiatus. You've got a month of us not updating content, so... Like, absolutely. Get get caught up. Get caught up, guys. For just $5, you'll get, like, I think, like, in excess of 30 pieces of content. Yeah. It's plenty to get you through the holidays and through the new year. Uh, We're gonna come back in February this year, guys. Yes, we are. Yes. And, I mean, until then, it's gonna to be a long absence but it is a deserved rest for both of us and we're going to come up with lots of new ideas for the new year mm-hmm. yes continue to do your best stay focused try not to get try not to become a part of the wretched yeah. you know don't lose hope yeah stay focused on what's important your people and your livelihood And do the best that you can. We love you here at Sorry Mom Productions. And we love consuming content with you. And thank you for listening to us talk about it (laughs) ad nauseum. And guys, more quality content is coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as (laughs) always, Jean (laughs) Valjean. Sorry, Mom.